what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. I am your host, 65 Lokes, and we are at episode number 154. I'm very excited for this episode because we are, for the first time, having our guest all the way from New Zealand, Kiwi Cam Hobbies. Man, high-level builder, 124 scale, 125th scale, figurines, pretty much all scales, and some dioramas up in the mix as well. Uh, I don't know how the how he finds all this time because... He's also a family man. He just had his first kid. Congratulations. Let's go right ahead and find this out from the man himself. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Edgar. Yo, what's up, Cam? How you doing? It's good. How you going, mate? Hey, pretty good. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, it's a trip. I was thinking about it. And I was going like, man, after all these years, why have I not had a Cam on the show? And I'm just no, like, well, you've... finally. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks. No, I remember a few years ago when I first started on Instagram and I was listening to your podcast, you spoke about me a couple of times and we've been talking since then as well. So it's nice to actually be on the show as well. Thanks. Man, that's cool, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much to ask, bro. Cause yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I trip out like every time I go on your Instagram, you know, just the volume of work that you put out in content. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, it, it's such amazing. And and then also, it's like your page just keeps blowing up all the time. Yeah, thanks a lot. No, I've been working at it for two and a half or three years now. So it's it's, it's ticking along. That's cool, man. And, like, w- what's your secret? Like, you got to tell us our sec- your secret as far as, like, the builds. Because you start and then you get them done, like, pretty fast. All right. Let's talk Instagram then. Let's talk my feed and what I'm doing then, hey? So what I do is I have a project. I build it usually, I don't know, on the weekend for an hour or two or three here and there, make some progress, take some photos, and then just drip feed them out through Instagram over the week. And that's all it is. I do some building through the week when I get some time, but most of it's just taking a few photos at different stages putting them together, saving them up. And then as the week goes on, just posting them out. Man, that's cool. And like during that process, are you rotating with other builds or do you just kind of stick to that one until it's done and then move on to the next project? I have, I have lots going on. I can't seem to concentrate on one thing or (laughs) depending on the weather, if I'm painting, it needs to dry and that sort of stuff as well. So I usually have a few things going on. Lately, I have one or two cars. I have some figures. I have other bits and pieces going on if I'm adding to my dioramas or something like that. So there's usually many things going on and I just, yeah, sort of alternate them throughout the page through the week because I post every day or I try to post every day, it's calming down a bit now just purely because I'm not losing steam, but I was really hungry at the start to get my followers, to build my page, to get out my content, but I'm in a point now where it's it's more about the people that I've connected with. It's like yourselves. It's like, like everyone mm-hmm. else in the community. It's nicer to just talk. It's nicer to just catch up with people, and I don't feel like I need to be pushing and pushing and pushing the page as much as I used to because I'm getting fulfillment out of what I'm at now than what I, I sort of wasn't before when I was just trying to build those numbers up. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a trip because, like, it's like back then with Instagram, you know, all you can do is, like, like, you know, like, show love. And mm. then the comments was, like, another thing. 
And there wasn't really messaging then, back then. And then all of a sudden, that was enabled. You can message. Now, there's just so much mm. connection with video. You know. Exactly. You could send just voicemails. And yeah, it's such a cool thing. But you're right. Like, it, it gets to a point where I could see that how it slows down. Because, you know, now, you know, you're having more of a conversation. And um, there's a lot more mm. interactions. More people asking you questions regarding your builds. Yeah. And we just know people now more than we did before. Like I knew who you were three years ago, but I don't know how you are back then to now. So we can talk more now. We can catch up more now. But before you just, oh, that's a scale riders guy. So I'll just give him a message. I'll ask him a question or something like that. But we know each other now. Yeah, We're at a point now where you can talk with everybody else more. So, you know, that changes the dynamic as well, because you're friends now. You're not just, oh, that's that guy. And that's that girl over there. And it's just, yeah. It's nicer now because there's just more depth with everything. Yeah. You know, the, um, this past Sunday that just passed, um, I was at a model show called Model Fest. And yeah, it's, in Ventura. Yes, Ventura. So it's like about an hour away from where I'm living at. And yeah. and it was just cool because, you know, it's been a while since since I've gone to a show. And just being there, the atmosphere, I, I felt that vibe, like, from everyone that was coming up and saying what's up, like, it's like that mm. connection now. It's like bridge. It's a lot more stronger, you know. And um, yeah. And everybody who I was talking with, it just I felt more of a connection. And then also, even afterwards the show, um, we were like, you know, sending comments to each other and or messages, you know, just like it was great seeing you and hope to see you at the next show. So I could see how like there's another show coming up in May, and even that, it, it's just gonna be like a like a good feeling, like hanging out with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it's about. It's the community, isn't it? That's the only way it's growing and thriving because everyone's getting along and everyone's helping everybody grow. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, you could see it. I mean, there's every everybody that was there at that show, you know, you could tell like, man, it's like it's almost like everybody's like a superhero and has this one ability <laughs> that the other one doesn't. Yeah. But it's like yeah. as soon as, you know, you ask for that help. They're there, they, they break it down, and then now you're starting to absorb that ability, you know? Exactly, yeah. And most people are friendly, and most people know what they know, and they want to share it. They want to talk about it because, you know, you're not surrounded on a daily basis with the people that are like-minded or the people that are building the model or doing this thing. You're surrounded by your coworkers or your other friends that might not be into it. So if you can get everybody in a room, then you're just going to go nuts helping each other out and checking out what everybody else is up to and what they're doing. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, because it's a trip. Like, you know, I hang out with friends and some of them, they're not into model building. They know they know that mm. I'm, I'm into it and everything. But, you know, they're 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 into other stuff. And I would say probably somewhat of the conversation is, is going to be based on more of uh, what they're into, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it obviously I'm in the conversation. But then, you know, once you connect with somebody that, you know, that's into what you're into, you know, it's like different. It's a whole nother thing mm. right there. And we've all got different backgrounds with it and what we you know, what our skill set is versus someone else's. So, you know, no one's really the same, whether you're talking about just like nice glossy paint jobs, you're doing weathering cars, you're painting, you know, other bits and pieces or building other sort of dioramas or, you know, it's all the same, but it's all just so different at the at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wanted to get started with, uh, you know, asking you, how'd you come up with the name Kiwi Cam Hoppies? Like, how's that come together? So my name is Cam. Well, my name is Cameron. 
So it's short down to Cam and Kiwi just as New Zealanders as a whole are referred to as either you're a New Zealander or you can also say you're a Kiwi. So Kiwi being our national our national bird here. So I'm just a Kiwi. I'm referred to as a Kiwi. So I'm just Kiwi Cam. And that was the basic basic name that I sort of came up with that was user-friendly that, you know, anybody can remember and anybody can say. It's not like I was planning to, you know, go big or I needed this identity or this brand. It's no different to my logo and stuff. That's, I don't know, a year or two into running my page. I came sort of came up with that and I had a friend help me design it and draw it out for me. And then that's sort of my, what everyone knows me as now, that picture of my blowing beetle, you know, with the big V8 at the front with the girl leaning against it. And that's what I am, but that didn't come till a year or two into things. So it's just, yeah, I'm a Kiwi. My name's Cam and this is my hobby. Man, that's cool. That's nice. I like how you broke that down right there. And um... yeah, nice and easy. Yeah, and tell us about your history. Like, when did you get started? I mean, I'm always interested yeah. on knowing everybody, like, how they got into it. First time you got exposed, right. and, you know, yeah. how did this all start for you? Yeah, I got I got a long history, so I hope you're ready. I'm it ready. It all started when, <laughs> literally, I was born. My father, he wanted to do something because he knew he was having a son and he's like oh what sort of activities can i do with a son when he grows up and he um brought a train set so model trains he thought man this would be cool and so he started collecting trains and we started sort of playing with them and that sort of stuff and then as i got a bit older and a bit older i wasn't that really into the train aspect of it but he started looking at other sort of hobbies whether it was like like lego or um model kits in general like um you know, whatever was like little cars or tanks and snap together stuff when I was when I was young. And it sort of went from there. And then I hit sort of uh, high school, early high school. And um, I was getting into like more video games and anime and all that sort of Japanese culture stuff. And um, I was also into like um, uh, Warhammer role playing games and those sort of miniatures and figures and that sort of stuff. So started collecting you know little figures and painting them up at night learning how to paint i was um joining a little club and we would like get together on weekends and we would do all the role playing and go on all the quests and that sort of stuff and that was that was really my entry point into doing some proper modeling of assembling a model a kit you know gluing it up sanding it back painting it up and all that sort of stuff and that's where i really really started to get into things whilst my dad was still into trains as well and still collecting trains, building train layouts. And then I would help him with that. And he would sort of teach me how to do the landscaping. And this is how you do sort of rock faces and you pop the grass here and then sort of getting into weathering and that sort of stuff as well. And then as time went on, I got more and more into games and anime and then Gundam. And then that was a big turning point. Dang. Once I discovered my first Gundam kit, then that was sort of late teens, sort of maybe like 18, 19 years old, getting into Gundam. And then, I mean, you know, you're into them as well. You stock <laughs> yeah. them in your shop. You know, they go together just so easy. They're so user-friendly. 
you know, there's hardly any tools required. You just need your clippers to get them off the spurs and then they snap together. You don't even need to paint them. They come with the stickers and that sort of stuff. So I started getting into that and started collecting them. I think I started to sort of paint them up and weather them and that sort of stuff as well. And then in my early 20s, I moved to Japan for a while because I wanted to have a change of scenery from New Zealand and try something different. And all the Gundam, all the games and anime and that sort of stuff drew me to Japan. So I moved there and I worked as an English teacher. And in my spare time, I would go to all the hobby shops and, you know, you've been there, you know what Japan's like. It's just madness everywhere. (laughs) Every shop you go into is every model you could want, you know, every model, you know, you didn't know you wanted, but then you need, And just as I was always on foot, walking to the train station and jumping on the train and walking to the shop, walking to another shop, I would see, obviously, cars. I'm in the middle of one of the busiest cities in the world, and there's cars everywhere. And then there's, you know, normal stuff around, but then, oh, there's a skyline. Oh, that Supra's just gone past. Oh, look at those RX-7s, you know. They're all there, and they're all just whizzing past all the time. And then just enter the store, go and pick up my Gundam, and then you see, oh, look, look at that. Awashima's got a really nice R34 sitting there. That's the one I just saw outside. That's the one that just passed me when I was crossing the road. Man, I'd love to build that. So then I started picking a few cars off the shelf and then started to build the cars. You know, up to now, I'm still doing it just like I was with rattle cans. So I'm getting the Tamiya spray cans you know, spraying them up, getting like ridiculous orange peel everywhere, getting huge runs because I don't know how to spray a can. But, you know, assembling everything and putting it on my little display case in my tiny little apartment in Japan. And, you know, that's sort of what started the, the whole car thing. And then when I moved back to New Zealand, it just kept going. I just kept getting cars and getting more and more into cars and I sort of shifted away from Gundam. It's been a good mm, 10 years or so since I touched a Gundam kit, so I'm well overdue to pick another one up and have a go. But it's just been been cars. And then up to now, even when I first started my Instagram page, it was just cars, and it was mostly Japanese cars. You know, there weren't any exotic cars or European cars. I was just always building Skylines and Supras and evos and that sort of stuff and then i can honestly say that maybe a year into my page when i was talking to you i you know look at your page you see you know what you're building everyone you're sort of sharing in your stories or tagging and then it's all lowriders and i don't know what a lowrider is i don't really know that world or anything about it so you might remember this but i asked you like you know question after question after question about all that stuff and then i'm like oh something new i'll give it a go and i started with that 64 impala and painted it up and you know put this nice little wire wheels and all that sort of stuff the Ravel ones sort of were full detail with engine and they had the back and it was just yeah fun and that sort of started a you know another branch of oh there's other cars out there i don't know anything about american cars we don't really have american cars in new zealand Everything we have here is either European or, you know, Japanese. We're, you know, Toyota's everywhere in New Zealand. So I've never really seen, or I know, no, I've never seen a lowrider in person. I don't even think I've seen, you know, 
older sort of impalas or anything that are just we just don't have them rolling around here it's all just yeah japanese stuff so the more and more i learned about other cars the more and more it got me out of my comfort zone or it gave me that excitement as well to research a new car and then it just went from there and then i just kept going and trying new things and then of course i started learning a bit more about engines mainly v8 engines which seemed to be nice and basic and i sort of could wrap my head around you know a few of the simple parts of at least putting one together and oh this is what this part is this is where the spark lead runs this is where this connects to and then i started just yeah putting engines in the american cars and then as sort of things progressed the v8 engine started creeping over into the japanese cars so i was getting little skylines and putting big blown v8s in them and that sort of ruffled a few feathers on instagram and people did not like this and (laughs) i don't know if it's a yeah they were not happy about it so maybe in good kiwi fashion we can't be sort of told you can't do something so i sort of hunkered down and went a bit harder and sort of v8 swapped everything i could think of putting them in little rx7s and you know anything i could do to ultimately be different and in turn it annoyed a lot of people but with instagram if people are mad or people are happy they're still commenting on your post about it whether it's good or bad and those comments are boosting your rankings and your rankings are putting you in front of more people and more people are seeing your work and then your page is growing more so that that really sort of kicked things off with my page having a bit of growth was putting the v8s in the japanese cars because People didn't like it. People commented on it, but more people saw it and then more people started following. And that's really what got the page going because it wasn't growing that much at the start. And yeah, it needed that sort of shock to it. And then as people might know, you know, I haven't stopped. I still put V8s in places that they probably shouldn't be. And the only difference now is people don't get as mad. They usually say, oh, that looks cool. Oh, that's so different. I need to give that a go as well. So I know other people are doing it. Other people tag me in their engine swaps as well. And, you know, it's it's nice. So it's been a long progression from starting off, you know, playing with train sets with my father to, you know, getting into painting little miniatures to Gundams then to cars for essentially the last 10 years or so. And it's just been just been cars. So that's about the history of at least my modeling. Yeah, man, that's so cool. Um, I I do remember that '64 Impala, the convertible. Mm. Um, mm. I, one of the details that I really love too is you did um, those little the little cards that had the scale writers. Yeah, dude, the shop cards. The shop yep. cards. Yeah, dude. I was, you had sent me one in the post. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, this is so dope. Like you put a bunch of them like all over it, like really tiny. Yep. And I was like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Now I scaled them down to 24 scale and then popped them sort of all over it, just like you would see sort of at a show and, you know, mm. you're sort of promoting whatever you're promoting. So, hey, the podcast is there all over that car because that's where <laughs> I got the inspiration from and that's where I got the help from. So I need to promote and I need to show my respect to, you know, you and what you did because that got me out of my comfort zone. Uh, right on, man. That's cool. Man, I, I never knew that about the engines, you know, that people were tripping mm. on that. That's, oh, man. That's, I, that's interesting. I had terrible comments. Hey, I got people messaging me privately, like (laughs) bordering on death threats and that sort of stuff, you know. (laughs) They were just not happy about it. And I don't know. I I don't 
take what I do seriously. And I don't mm. think people can or should because they're little pieces of plastic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what, what are you, what are you doing? It's, it's, it's just, yeah, just, you just need to, everyone just needs to chill out. If I put a piece of plastic engine in another piece of plastic car that it shouldn't be, then, well, I'm sorry that this piece of plastic is offending you so much. Yeah. And, and going back to, uh, to what you mentioned in your story about going to Japan and that moment mm. when you made that decision to move mm -hmm. out to Japan, did you see it as like, all right, you know, this is like the one opportunity I'll probably have, you know, like, was it hard to transition from New Zealand to Japan to pretty much start like a new life out there? Mm, initially, but I was young. I was 21 at the time. So what do you know at 21? You just go and do something, really. I don't think there was too much thought in it. I knew I wanted to go and I knew I had to organize, you know, my work visas and get money aside and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I worked and I saved and I met the requirements for what I needed to live in the country as well as work. And then I just sort of did it. And then you get there and a couple of weeks is like huge culture shock because I've never traveled in Asia before or only outside of New Zealand, you know, to Australia and that sort of stuff. So it's completely different to what I'm used to. But I also grew up for the last, you know, the previous 10, 15 years of, you know, watching the anime, you know, mm -hmm. absorbing that culture, playing the game. And so if you get there, yeah, it's scary. But then next minute you see, you know, a huge Gundam poster or you see this, oh, this is this game I played or this is this show I watched. So they're also comforting. And they also, you know, make it a bit homely because they're things that you recognize. So, yeah, yeah it was... It was a big move because, of course, you know, you're moving out of home, moving out of country, going into an environment that I didn't know anything about. I didn't have work or anything lined up. So I went there without a job. I went there to just, you know, see what would happen. And yeah. I got there and I, um, yeah, I, first job I had was just working in a cafe. And the only thing you know, I had to do was sort of stand at the counter and smile and run some food out because it was just a, you know, a Hawaiian themed cafe. So all they wanted to see basically was just a sort of white Western face behind the counter. They didn't really, you know, require too much of me. So that was really good to sort of immerse myself, at least in the work culture and the, you know, hearing the language around me all the time and learning it and being able to speak it and that sort of stuff a bit better as time went on. But then eventually that got a bit tiring and I moved to um, English teaching, which ultimately was a great move and so enjoyable and fulfilling. And it was just a really cool way to see the country through, you know, the, the kids and listening to what the kids talk about as well, because, you know, they range from in like a primary school level up to high school. And, you know, the high school kids are basically, I'm talking to the people the guys in class about oh this is this is you're playing this game or you're doing this thing and i have similar interests in them as well because we're only a few years you know removed in age so i was able to talk about pokemon or gundam to the kid that's grown up you know watching it and building it and doing all that sort of stuff just like i had but in new zealand so we sort of connected on that way as well which was really nice yeah, man, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I think what you did was good at, at that age to be able to, mm. to take a risk and just be like, all right, and make it happen. Because, yep. you know, when you're that young and no matter what happens, you know, you could always go back home. You oh, know? yeah. So I, I think that's pretty, 
cool and you got to experience all that. Did you ever run out of space as far as storing like your kits, all these kits that you were purchasing uh, from the hobby shops? Uh, yeah, the short answer is no, because I would have to discard or get rid of some or move them on to other people as well, because space is very limited there. And especially the apartment that, you know, I was living in at the time, it was, yeah, it wasn't that much of it. So I had to just build and put some things aside where I could. But, you know, as soon as I built the model, I had to get rid of all the spurs and there was no keeping boxes and looking yeah. at them later or anything like that because i just oh. didn't have the space so yeah mm -hmm. yeah because i always wondered about that i have a a friend who uh who was with me um at the show at the model fest and there mm. was a there was a time where he lived in japan as well um he's mm. originally from here from california but he ended up um being out there for some years and then um he was telling me that yeah he was like he would buy kids he'd buy um Aoshima kits and Gundam kits but then um he was more of a collector so he was like dude like I didn't know what to do like I was running out of space and yeah. it got to the point where I had to stop buying the kits because I didn't know where to of put course. them and then, yeah, that's, yeah. and then he said and then I asked him I was like well what do most people do though like do they keep them or they just get rid of them he's like he's like the friends or people that I met a lot of them got rid of them because um I remember going to like a i don't know if it's like a secondhand type store but mm. i mean these pieces were like really nice like that were already built or even like vintage yeah. to toys or collectibles yeah and um my friend's like oh yeah there's like places like that where they'll they'll buy your stuff or they'll take it in and they'll sell it and yep. you know yep. i was thinking like i started to think about that like man i could see like you build it you enjoy it and then later, if it's a value or something, maybe you'll just <laughs> like get rid of it by selling yeah. it or, or trading it. I don't know. <laughs> that's a well, trip. You've hit on another good point because that's how I still exist to this day. I the builds you see on my page, I would have maybe ten percent of them are still in my possession, and the rest of them I just don't have. You know, I just don't hold on to stuff. I just don't have space in general but i just don't like having lots of things around me so you know if you go back on my page and look at all these oh this build's cool that build's cool well, yeah some of them i've still got but most of them i you know take them apart strip back the paint and prime them again and i sell them i just trade them i just you know move them out of the house sort of thing so i still to this day just don't have a big collection you might look at my page and see, oh, wow, he's building, you know, a model a week or a model every two weeks, but I just don't keep them. They just take up space and I enjoy the process of it and I enjoy looking at it when I'm done and, you know, taking some photos and then I'm sort of done. It's got to really be a special one that I've enjoyed or it has, you know, as you say, sparks the joy to keep it in the collection and, you know, to that real estate is really like limited where I've got my collection at you know, in my house. So I can't just have a whole wall of stuff, especially boxes as well. I just can't keep them or put them anywhere. So yeah, most of my stuff is same as it was in Japan is the same now, 10 years later in New Zealand. I just don't keep stuff and I just move it on pretty quickly after I've finished with it. Yeah. Was that hard though in the beginning, like to be like, dang, I got to get rid of this. Like I, I just don't got the space, but I really want to keep it. I got to get rid of it. Nah, nah, it didn't faze me. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> I enjoyed the process, right, yeah. and it was it was what it was about. I liked the excitement of, oh, 
you know, going through wherever I'm going through and looking online or looking in the shop and being like, yeah, that's, that's the one I want to get. I'm going to get that model and I'm going to, you know, do this and I'm going to do that to it. And then you bring it home and you start building it. And by the time you get sort of through to the end of it and it's just about done, then you're sort of itching to, you know, something else shiny catches you in the corner of the eye and you're like, Oh, I want to grab that kit next. I want to get started. And then you start thinking of ideas for that one. And so, you know, we move on. I think it's common for most of the modelers here that, you know, you see the project through to the end. Maybe some do, some don't. I don't get through all of mine, but when I do, when I'm getting to the tail end of it, then I'm already looking at something else. I'm already thinking of ideas for the next one. So the enjoyment I had, I've had it and I've built it and then I'm ready to move on to the next one. So like I said, it has to be a special model or an experience that I've had building the model to keep it. And a prime example of that is I built a truck, a Mercedes truck with a Bugatti on the back, you know, and it was a build I did within the last year. And it's cool and I've kept it and I've got it in a nice big case. And it's just one of those things that I just probably won't get rid of because it was just, just such an experience building it it wasn't just me building it it involved you know lots of other people sort of coming together and helping me out with it because it was based on you know an original art piece by a russian artist that had the bugatti painted in this sort of you know race livery and it was a bit sort of dirty and it looked like it had seen better days. And then I thought, oh, that's cool. I want to build something like that. I've got my Bugatti kit there. I'm thinking like, oh, what else can I do with it? And then I was in my local hobby shop talking with, you know, the guys there who I know very well. And they had this kit and it was the Mercedes Unimog one. And I'm thinking, oh, that would be cool. How could I do that? I think, oh, car transporter, that came to mind. So there, got a car transporter from the hobby shop got the Bugatti kit and then what was next I thought like man I was talking to Casey who you know we mutually know slowly models and I'm talking to him about it, and he's like oh I can design you those wheels from the picture that the artist did so you know Casey got to work and drew up some wheels for it and they looked really good and then he ended up sending them to our buddy Ashley over here in New Zealand to print up for me and he got his printer going and printed me the wheels and you know, sent them down to me and then the car was starting to look like, you know, the actual piece of reference material. So, you know, those guys have already helped me. And then I had um, our Canadian friend, Blake, who printed up some, you know, accessories for the top of the truck and, you know, all sort of came together and had a real community feel because it wasn't just me building something. There was now a handful of people involved along the way and spending their time, you know, spending their resources and printing me up and sending me stuff and helping me along the way. So by the time it was done, it wasn't just my build. It was sort of everybody's build and that just made it that much more special. And, you know, that piece is now something that sits there and every time I look at it, I can think, man, look at that. How cool is that? That my friends that don't live in my small little town here in New Zealand, you know, they're from all around the world, have come together and being able to you know, essentially build as a as a tiny little unit. And it was just awesome. And that's just a build that will sit and I will just always look at and I'll always enjoy. 
That's cool. Man, that, yeah. Yeah, those are the ones for sure. That's a keeper, definitely. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, it would be hard. I, I know I've, I've heard stories of, um, like, people acquiring uh, collections or builds from art artists who used to build models back in the day. And then, mm. I don't know, it gets to the point where later, a lot of those builds, like, the collection kind of gets separated. Things get sold apart or some yeah. of them, you know, obviously, like, there was, like, some help, some some type of help of getting a connection of the wheels because they were yeah. very, very hard to get at the time. And, and then it's, it's like, a com completely gone. And, and it's like, oh, what a shame, you know. <laughs> it should have been kept. But it's, like, yeah. completely gone. And, yeah, something like this, it's... It's really cool that you guys were able to collaborate and, and come mm. together with this to to bring it to life. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's not the first time. And, you know, everyone seems to be the same. No matter who's posting a build, it's very rare these days to see someone just do it alone. Usually someone else has had some sort of input or they've helped out or, you know, helped find them the kit or find them this part or recommended this technique or something like that. So it's always sort of a community effort no matter what it is so you know everyone's just looking out for each other and just having fun and we're just doing it digitally we're not at a physical club you know you don't have to find like-minded people in your town or in your city and you know the world is just open to us now now yeah it is and and you know since you've been building for so long um how do you find um like to not get bored or stuck like what's what keep, what's what keeps <laughs> yeah. you going you know like motivated all the time and inspired yeah right now there's it's there keeping creative creativity alive is is super hard it's um it's two things with me it's instagram's really good because you can basically see other people what they're doing or you can see other ideas and for me getting off model car pages and going through instagram i follow a lot of artists you know i follow a lot of sort of gamer sort of things and you know if you're looking at movies or just anything else for reference it's usually good inspiration to see like the build i was literally talking about the bugatti build didn't come from a fellow car builder or modeler's page it was from an art page who he designs other stuff as well and it's just seeing stuff elsewhere and you think, man, I can just bring that over. Oh, I can make a model of that or I can do, you know, something similar to it. And then it gives you that sort of kick again. If that's not the case and if I'm burnt out and nothing's inspiring me, I just walk away from it. I just stop for a while. You know, the builds I've been posting lately are, you know, just a couple of pickup trucks that I've built but they were built a while ago and I haven't been building them you know in the last few weeks as much I've only done half an hour here and there but the bulk of it was done sort of a few weeks ago and I've saved the photos up and then once again just drip fed them through Instagram and I've got other builds that I've built and saved up that I haven't even posted yet because I know that I'll get burnt out again and I'm not going to build for a week or two or three and I just want to keep the page going and keep interacting with people. So I've got those saved as well because if it's not inspiring or I'm just not feeling a build, then I don't want to force it as well. So I just yeah walk away for a while and then eventually you start getting the itch again and you want to start building and you start you know thinking again and then off you go. So a break is always a good thing as well. 
Because what do you do when, you know, you get that block or you're not feeling that creative or how do you stay on track or what inspires you to keep going? Yeah, like, um, you know, like, like this last show, one of the things that I did that I, I feel like it helped me uh, kind of uh, get like some weight off my back was mm. uh, getting rid of some kits, some projects that I had started maybe like a year mm. ago, two years ago. Yeah. And yes. I did some modifications to it, and then it got to the point where, you know, but just by opening the box and looking at it, I was mm. like, I know I'm not going to revisit this anymore. Like, this is it. I almost I almost felt like I've been holding on to it for so long as, um, as like, kind of like just trying to be, I guess, responsible because I opened up the kit. Like, it needs to be done. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that's very responsible of you, but I don't think that's the same for many others. Yeah, and then and then I was like, you know, I, I keep opening these kits, and then I was telling myself, you know what, um, like this needs to end, like this habit right now. Like I, I've been doing this yeah. a lot because I feel like we fall into this trap where we go to the store and then we start seeing all these kits or we see online and we just keep buying all this stuff up, and it starts mm -hmm. to stack up. And then um, next thing you know, it, it's like you don't really know which one to start with. So you kind of just you spend time just staring at them, just trying to yep. see like what's going on, open them yep. up. But for me, like as of lately, like right now, um, the, the two cars that I have on my table is that Aoshima Lamborghini Liberty Walk. Yeah, kit. that's one. Yep. And then I also have that GTR uh, Liberty Walk as well. So yes. I was telling myself, all right, um, I've never built these cars ever before. So this is the first time. So it brings out like some excitement to me. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely um, I have them right here on the bench. They're not going anywhere. Like I'm finishing these. And then I started looking <laughs> through my closet. Yeah. And I started to see like stuff from you know from the year two years back, and I was kind of like. All right, I'm gonna set you three aside, and the rest of you. That's it. I'm uh, like, you guys are going for for sale. You're out of here. You're out of here. Nice. That's that's yeah, it. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff is gone, and I mean, I still kept these these one three kits because I I, mm. I get people often asking me about them. Like, are you almost done, or what's going on with your car? <laughs> yep. And what's I'm happening like, with it? Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna keep this one because, um, I I almost feel like. I, I do need to finish that one, but later, later, I'm like, I'll just yep. set you away. But, um, but as far as like these two right now, um, I would say when I'm, you know, like a little burned out or, or I'm just like not really in the mood to work on it. Uh, what I try to do is, um, like just sit down on the table and I'll turn on my laptop and I'll pop on like, um, I'll go on YouTube and I'll just type mm. in like GTR. And I'll yep. start to view videos of the car. And next thing you know, I'm going down like a rabbit hole of like mu music. <laughs> As you do. Like, yeah, like music videos slash like it's just about the car. It will yep. well edited with some really great music. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's so dope. So then little by little, I start getting like the sanding sticks and then I'll just start sanding something, you know, just taking my time. And then next thing you know, I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm ready. And then it's like, I, like, yeah. it, like it warmed me up. And then I'm just like busting out the box and, and getting everything. And um, with one thing that I did like about these current builds is that, um, like, for example, the, the Liberty Walk, the Lamborghini, 
when when I opened up that kit and I started looking through everything, it, it straight up reminded me of like a Gundam. Mm, yep. Like, yeah, well, it is. It's a snap together one as well, that one yeah. that Shima did. So it's yeah. really user friendly. It was super user friendly. Like, I was like, man, just the way it's in here and even the booklet, it was all like yep. in color. Yeah, it's nice and colorful and yeah. thick. Yeah. I'll, and I was I was talking to, uh, to Casey about that with Slowly Models. I was telling him, dude, like, this is straight up reminding me. I almost feel like I got like a master grade kit and I'm about to <laughs> yep. build it, you know? Yeah. And and I was just, you know, cutting all the pieces, mocking it up. And I was like, dude, everything just fits right. You know, there's there's like no issues I'm having. Like this is this is cool. So mm-hmm. um things like that that I'm always like, man, this this is awesome. But you know, once in a while you run into some kits that obviously there's gonna be some fit issues or just things that that you're like, man, like this it, this looks a bit wonky. You're talking about AMT kits, aren't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah we all know them <laughs> it's so funny because uh there was a there was a couple of people who i was talking to at the show too and they were bringing that up about amt they were like man mm. like i don't know how, how they are still in business still coming up with stuff I they're don't think... cheap they're nice and cheap that's why <laughs> yeah so it, it's a trip like um little things like that but i feel like now just getting rid of like just stuff you know it, it's like yeah. it's like i want to start a new chapter like something fresh you know, mm. and, and stop holding on to like the past because um, it's almost like that. It's like, a, I don't know if it's a saying, but they always, I've heard people say like, when you think too much of the past, it's like you're depressed. But if you're thinking about the future, <laughs> it's like you're happy. You know, you're thinking about what's, That's good then. what's coming, you know? Yeah. And, um, and as of late, I mean, Instagram for sure. That's number one inspiration right there. Everybody that's on there. All you guys that are, what you guys are doing, it's, it's awesome you know and and it helps and dude i trip out because i can't even keep up sometimes with your page like you post and i'm like oh man you're already like three posts in and and it's like you're like the progress right how you were saying like it's like there like that helix truck that you're working on and mm. and it's cool because you're you're telling us like you know this is a truck that you see out here like where i'm from. everywhere everywhere and, yeah and and like to me i'm like that's dope like I, I you know out here i don't see anything like that so i'm oh you don't have them there no like i'm looking i just I started to look at how you were putting the it, they're like gas containers right in the back yeah yeah toolboxes they're for, for tradies for your builders for your plumbers that sort of stuff in new zealand you know they always get a hilux because you know they use it as the work you they're out on farms or the countryside where they need to get places, or a lot of them use the trucks on the weekends and go four by fouring and all that sort of stuff as well. It's just such a, you know, good truck. It just does so much. And we just have them everywhere in New Zealand. They're everywhere. And exactly how I'm building my current Hilux with the utility stuff on the back is just how you see them. You know, every time I drive around town, you just, I can guarantee you, I'll see sort of a dozen of them just on my trip to town. And whether they've got, you know, a dog box on the back or they've got all their tools in the back, it's just what we have here. So it's just one of those builds that, hey, this is probably the most Kiwi thing that I've built so far. And <laughs> like you say, I didn't know who had, who doesn't have the Hilux around the world. I just presume it's everywhere because I see so many here. But you guys don't have them as much there, which is understandable. You've got your own pickup trucks and that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's this is what New Zealand is summed up in a model. It is a Hilux. 
and it is, you know, all your tools and all your gear on the back. It just doesn't get more Kiwi than that. Yeah, I was, uh, like, me and uh, Casey, like, we're always uh, geeking out on the those high ace trucks. Or mm. not trucks, oh, the yeah. vans. The vans, the, the, the vans yeah. <laughs> and um, he was like, you guys don't have those over there? I'm like, nah, dude, I don't see those, oh. like, out here. Well, that's, that's another thing. Yeah, we run on the high ace van in New Zealand. I mean, I own a high ace van. That's my work vehicle. You know, oh, so cool. I'm in one every day as well because, <laughs> you know, that's another one. If you want a van, you get a Hi-Ace. It's a Toyota. It's got that reputation. And they're just, just everywhere in New Zealand. They're just everywhere. Hey. Yeah. And, dude, thank you for sending me that Zelda kit. For yeah. The, for the How crazy are they? Man. So you got to tell me uh, the, the background behind that, those pieces are like, because, I mean, I, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen online um, on videos some of those vans on video mm -hmm. but as far as like it's very rare like i don't see that model kit out here you know or, or yeah. those pieces being placed yeah. on a model kit out here no no you wouldn't and we don't see them here in new zealand as well i had three of them the one you've got the one i've recently built and the one that casey's recently built and i hand-picked those when i was living in japan because i thought wow this is another thing that i saw in person in japan and when you see them in person, you're looking at it and you're thinking, you know, what the heck am I looking at? You know there's a high ace under there somewhere, but, you know, for those that don't know, it's just the high ace, the Toyota high ace van, but they're just basically done up to, you know, look like some crazy robot. They've got huge, you know, body kits on them, huge wings, fenders out the back that extend, you know, just as long as the high ace van but then again out the back and again out the front and they're just you know pointy bits everywhere usually crazy paint jobs they've got some form of like anime celebrity or like disney character airbrushed on the side or on the back and they just you know drive around the place just making a lot of noise because <laughs> they can fit you know 30 speakers in the back and they're just you know they're just a sight to see and i saw them in a shop and I thought, man, I gotta have I gotta have them, I gotta build them. And so they're something that I had since Japan, since, you know, ten years ago living there. And they were just one of those ones that I never built, but then I never got rid of. It always just sat in a box with a few things that I kept. And it's one of those things that was taking up space, but I obviously never got rid of it for some reason. It just sort of stayed and traveled back to me to New Zealand and was still in storage and, you know, keep looking at it and like, oh, what's going to happen with that? Am I going to make it? Am I going to do whatever? And eventually, you know, start talking to Casey about it and we're looking at pictures of exchanging videos, that sort of stuff. And we're like, man, we'll just, we'll just build them. We'll just build them. I sent him his one. He got stuck into it. I got stuck into mine. I made it a real obnoxiously, you know, sort of, just a drab looking pink and it was just it just looks terrible and his was a lovely yellow one but it still was just pointy and just so ugly and then of course he is messaging me that oh hey edgar's actually enjoying this he's saying he's pretty interested <laughs> as well so, so i'm like cool. oh no way someone else is interested so yeah i had to send that over to you because you know I want to see what you're going to do with it because I've done a weathered beat up one. Casey's done more of a, you know, a nice clean show carry one. So have you got plans for your one yet? Or have you thought about it at least like what you're going to do with it? 
Yeah, so uh, remember I had asked you like, hey, so which high ace? Because you know, there's there's different mm. variations. And, yes. And once I saw the one you sent me, I I looked online and I was like, oh man, I can order that one. My distributor has mm. it, so I ended up yeah. uh, ordering one for myself. And I was like, all right, cool. So it's on its way. I, I think it should be here like sometime next week. And yeah. um, so once I get that, and then I started brainstorming like. You know, I haven't even looked at photos yet to get inspired, but I'm already, like, thinking in my mind. Like, I'm thinking, uh, like, custom paint for sure. Like, at least, like, per some pearls in there. Maybe even It'll some, have to be a pearl, of course. Some, some yeah. flake, like, in some, yep. in some sections. Well, that's what you do. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm already, I'm already, like, thinking when I was looking at the parts and I was taking it out. And um, I showed it to my friend um, who... Uh, who was out in Japan years back, who I'd mentioned earlier, mm. and he was geeking out. He was, at first he was like, "What yeah, is yeah. what is that?" And I'm like, "Dude, trip out!" And then he was like, "Oh, what the hell?" He's like, "Dude, like, is that a new product or something?" And I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so." That's an old product that nobody wanted, so they don't make it anymore. That's why you don't see it. Dang, and that's something that they probably they probably will never bring out again, then, huh? I can't imagine. So, I mean, they had a huge run of it. They had an actual kit. Awashima did the kit, you know, the base kit and the body kits in one. And then the last sort of run they did with them, they sort of split it up and did sort of an aftermarket one like we've got where you need to buy your base kit. But, you know, they're popular still in Japan. People still run them around daily and look after them. And, you know, there's still huge meetups and all that sort of stuff with these high aces. But as for other countries, it's definitely it's definitely something you wouldn't see sort of outside of Japan, I don't think. Yeah, and and like for like modeling, um, I mean, obviously now because of social media, it's like a, at an all time high, you know. And you see like new people getting into it. Every, mm. Everybody's like bringing in their A game and going all in. Um, how 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 do you like see the forecast? Let's say like within the next like two three years, um, what do you think new will be out? You know, as far as like the level of building with people, because, you know, obviously we got like people 3D printing stuff now, too. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a whole thing in itself, isn't it? So I'm still yet to get a 3D printer because all my friends around me seem to want to keep feeding me stuff. So I <laughs> haven't had to buy one yet. So but, you know, I don't know anybody that's getting a build out of the box and not 3D printing wheels to put on it. You know, no one's using the stuff that comes in the kit anymore you know other people are you know 3d printing up oh i need that exhaust i need that seat for the car i gotta just have it different and there's a file online so i'll go and grab it and not to mention all the engines and everything else that people are printing up and i mean joel you know Iceman collections he's printing full bodies you know he's giving full kits that are 3d printed as well and it's like whoa you got you know just it's a whole new thing starting isn't it and it's just gonna I guess continue on and just get better and more user friendly and maybe everyone's going to have one in their home just like they have a normal paper printer I don't know but it's definitely changing the hobby sometimes for the better sometimes for the worse as with anything you know you'll have all the people that uh you know just loyal to scratch building and it's a skill to cut the styrene and it's a skill to do this and add these bits and do it all by hand. It's not just a print and it's done. So it goes both ways, but the Hilux I'm building now is got scratch built stuff on it. You know, the box and the tray is it's nice to just, you know, run the blade down and 
marry the pieces up and get the proportions right and do it all. But I don't know this, but I'm sure there's a, you know, a file online for the tray, which is what I'm building. And it could have just been, you know, purchased and printed and then painted and put on. So there's really like, yeah, two trainer thought about it. And it's, yeah, I presume it's a good thing because it's growing and it's getting more people into it. And it's, it's, it's got to be good and it's just got to get better as time goes on as well. I mean, have you or do you use a lot of 3D printed stuff with your builds? You know, I, I have some pieces, but I have not. I have mm. not, um, you know, uh, I will, I would say, if anything, the wheels from uh, Lowrider Model Car Parts from Gavin, yep. th- those would be uh, the pieces I, I would say that I've used on, on some builds that yep. I, like, before he came out with his wheels, I was using other wheels uh, that were being created. And um, at some point, um, you know, it was like, all right, it's time to update the kit. It's time to, or the, the car that was built, it's time to swap out the wheels and, and uh, yeah. put in these new ones. And, I mean, it was a, a big change right there. Uh, but, I mean, I, I do see, you know, a lot of things being printed or, or created. One of the things that I'm more, that catches my attention, but I don't really see too many people doing it, is uh, I would want to see more, like, wide body uh, pieces. Mm to be yep. created, I guess, for kids. I mean, I, I do see certain companies make them. Um, yeah. Like, I know Zoomon has a lot of kits where they do yeah. sell uh, wide-body stuff. And, I mean, for sure, yeah. that's something in the future um, I'll be getting as well. But um, but I, I would say I w- I'd want to see that more. I mean, I love seeing the wheels and the engines, that for sure. Oh, the engines, yeah. The engines are a big thing because that's most of the... Um... Awashima stuff, you know, they're all curbside and don't come with engines. Some of the Tamiya stuff, the Hasegawa stuff don't really come with engines and that sort of stuff. So to have these guys printing up engines and, you know, once again, you know, Casey and Joel feed me all these, you know, lovely printed V8s. And that's half the reason I'm sticking them and all sorts of stuff is because they are (laughs) highly detailed and, you know, they're just so easy to put together. And, you know, there's so many just options out there that it's just like, oh, here you go. I've printed you up an engine. Now you can put it in whatever you want. So the wheels, the engines, all those smaller stuff is definitely just changes the look of the car and just makes your build that much more unique and that more personalized as well. Yeah, it, it is. Like, as soon as you start seeing um, people's builds using all the 3D stuff, it's definitely personalized where you go, man, like, you want to do something kind of like that, but you can't because they got those special pieces that they created mm. on there, you know? Yeah, um, they've got the bragging rights of that thing. You can't have that, so <laughs> that's why mine's more special. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for real. You know, um, I, 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 I like that you also build, like, figurines and you paint them. Yeah. And yeah. um, a, a lot of those, are they um, also, majority of them, are they 3D printed or are they casted uh, with resin? Yeah, most of them are resin cast, yeah. Most of them are resin. There's been a few 3D printed ones I've um, had, and Casey's done me up a few, which has been nice as well. But um, most of them are, yeah, from a lot of European companies that have just resin cast them. And then that's that, that's sort of it, so... I do like my figures and I've been getting into them a lot more lately. And there's just, once again, it's so much variety and it's a whole other world as well. You know, you get into cars, you've got all these varieties of all these manufacturers and makes and all these people selling all these extra bits. And then it's the same for the figure world as well. It's a whole new thing. So 
back to my old days of painting up my miniatures and my wargaming figures. It's something I'm reliving now, but through, you know, anime figures or cyberpunk or whatever it might be, but I get to paint and I get to just, you know, use different muscles and use different, you know, skills painting a figure than I would with a car, but it still sort of translates over nicely with each other. So the figures have, yeah, definitely been something that's been popping up more on my page in the last sort of year than before it was just strictly cars and only cars. But as with anything, things progress and they grow and I try other avenues and introduce new things and most people seem to like it and enjoy it. And I know for a fact, cause I get messages, which is really nice about people showing me, look, I've just picked up this figure from this place. I've just doing my first one and man, look at my eyes. They're just so hard. It's just so terrible, but I can't wait to do the next one. And, you know, people are getting out of their comfort zone as well. And it's nice to see figures pop up on car guys pages because, you know, they're trying something new and it's exciting because, I get to see more figures around and learn from other people as well, regardless of their skill level. Everyone does it differently, and everybody's bringing their own, you know, skills and their own history into it. So it's just nice to see modeling and just the hobby as a whole, not necessarily just cars all the time, you know, amongst everybody else in the community. Yeah, and and that one of the things that to me I find I find it challenging. I mean, I've never done it, but just looking, I go, man, that looks hard. Is when you're painting yeah. like the, <laughs> the the body, like the tones of the skin. Yeah, um, skin is hard. Yeah. yeah, dude, that looks tough. When I look and at that, I'm like, dang, it but, is. It, but it looks it looks good. How you do it? It's it's I'm getting better for sure. I'm still a long way off, and you know, it's one of those things that. You know, I try and mix up the skin tones and I try and blend them and brush them and highlight them. And, you know, everyone's a lesson and, you know, getting hopefully better and better after each one. But, yeah, it's still a it's still a tricky thing. Anything to, you know, it's 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 not easy. But if you have a green car or you have a red car, you can paint a red car, but it's hard to replicate skin tones or, you know, anything that's natural or from nature because, you know, it's it's everybody knows what it looks like. You know what a red car looks like, but you also know what skin looks like. So if I'm mixing the wrong colors, you're, you, it's going to be off pretty quick and it's going to draw the eye into thinking, oh, that's not right. Something's wrong there. And a lot of my stuff still has that, but it's it's improving, you know, slowly but surely. Yeah, I, I always trip out. Like back then when uh, I'd be with my friends, we'll go to like a, a toy store. Or or a place where mm. they would sell um, so, some type of like uh, like figurines where they had to paint the eyeballs, and um, when they would paint the, yeah. the the dot the black dot on the eye, it like they were never like they were always yeah. off, <laughs> like looking in different directions. Yeah, see, that's pretty much me now, still. It looked yeah, it looked exactly. funny. Though. I struggle with that. Eyes are so hard, dude. They do. It is. I feel like it's like you're like. I, I could picture the person holding the brush and they're going, all right, I'm, I just need to just like stab the eye like really quick. Yeah. And put the hands like yep. shaky and then, ah, and yep. it's like off to the side. Yeah. Yeah. So you're describing me as well with my <laughs> figures. So that's, that just happens anyway. It's a hard thing, especially the smaller they get. You know, if I'm trying to do my 24 scale figures, cause I want to put it next to my nice, you know, car I've just built man, doing the eyes on that, you know, it takes me a few goes. Sometimes I'll, you know, get the thinners out and, get rid of the paint off the face and try again and then try again. And it takes a few times until I can kind of just get it 
passable in the photos and then I'm away. But yeah, it's 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 hard and it's something that I'm still struggling with and still, you know, learning and it'll get better. No, yeah. And um tell me one thing about uh tell me about Alpha Model. based on your experience uh with, with their models, uh, what do you mm. think about the uh the Alpha Model kits? Mm, they're good. I mean, full disclosure, they give me stuff and they have given me stuff and I have also purchased stuff from them in the past, but they have been one of my sponsors and I've been lucky enough to get, you know, box loads of stuff from them. So it's not that that's going to color my opinion too much, but they're nice kits. They're expensive kits and they're expensive for a reason. You know, they're so well cast, you know, they're just flawless. You hardly need to sand anything. And then, you know, you just sort of pop your paint on and you can get a pretty good finish. The resin's nice and they go together. You know, everything fits perfectly. Everything's well. They're thick resin. So they're nice and heavy. They feel good when you're working with them. But being thick means if you do want to, you know, cut the bonnet out and chuck a V8 in a BMW that shouldn't have it, you know, you can't really get the bonnet off. It's just going to make a mess. And they're not really that sort of kit for people that want to customize or sort of make it their own. They are what they are and you get what you get sort of thing. So provided you want what's on the box and you want to replicate it just as it is, then they're, they're just lovely models, you know, so they're, they're good stuff. And, you know, they're, cause of course they're a sister company with hobby design and they do all the body kits and they do all the, you know, itching parts and all the decals and everything else. So they've got a huge catalog and, you know, most people seem to be working on them these days or having a little taste of them, and they're really, really nice models, but they're good if you want to build exactly what it is. But like I said, you can't really customize them too much. So they're um they got their pros and cons just like anything else. Have you worked with them before? I don't think you have. Mm, hey. No, I, I have not. not you yet. Know, I, I've been uh, it's been, you know, it's it's like on my radar. Like I definitely am interested in it and like yeah. I, i've seen some people you know working with them that i'm like man they look mm. cool and i, I mm. do i do get the emails with the photos you know showing mm. like the breakdown of it and i'm just like i i guess it's like the more i see it it's like i'm being sold you know like all right yeah like, I, got, I gotta try it and i was just like man i gotta ask him you know um it, yep. it, it also do all of them or some of them come with like photo etch pieces as well yeah most most of them do okay all the all the alpha ones at least do they come with all the all the photo etch parts and they've got the moldings for the windows and the mm-hmm. you know the glass headlight tail light all those sort of pieces and the tires are of course really nice and everything's nice and nice and crisp so they're really good kids to work with so you, you can't go wrong and you know the photos are you see them monthly they bring yeah. out you know they, they stuff go- almost every month there's always something new yeah, and um, it, and it looks like it's like also like limited edition, right? Like once they're out, it's like it, it doesn't look like they're coming out with that again. Uh, no, I don't know about that. I, I think I know for a fact that some of the boxes say limited edition, but I also know that they've been reproduced again, and mm. the catalog, you know, everything. I don't think anything's been discontinued. Let's put it that way. I'm pretty okay. sure they just keep keep putting them out. So there's not really that exclusiveness of it as much as it is the the price tag of you know one kit's usually i mean in new zealand on dollars just sort of 250 300 bucks for one of the models so you know you can get you know a handful of 
Abushima and some Tamiya kits for the same sort of price. So you just end up weighing up, man, do I love this car so much or am I preferring to sort of move through a, a quantity more than the quality sort of thing. So, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be getting one in the future for sure. I do. Yeah. I do want to yeah. try one out, but um, yeah, I mean, you've got zoom on on board and as you know, you know, they um do all the full resin kits and that sort of stuff as well. So I've seen you've been getting all the smaller parts and all the exhausts and the seats and the brakes and, you know, seat belts and that sort of stuff. So once you start getting some, you know, full kits from zoom on, then it's the same sort of thing. It's, it's a full resin kit and everything's included and it's, that's more of a, you know, equivalent to the, the alpha kits is having the all in one. So if you get your hands on either of them, then it'll be, be a good experience for you. I'm sure. Yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, I got. I definitely got to try them out. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take your word for it for sure. And uh, I, if anything, I feel like you pumped me up more <laughs> to. Uh, mm, well, to get it, I want you to do more. Even though I don't want you to do less. Everyone wants to be doing more. <laughs> you got to try it all. You got to give it a go. We'll be trying to, you know, later on. I'll be talking to you and I'll be forcing some figures on you. And I want to see you paint some eyes. And I want to see you trying to do some <laughs> skin tones. So right? <laughs> everyone needs to try everything. So you yeah. know, it just helps us grow and gives us these new skills as well no matter what we're working on so no it does and also i wanted to uh mention congratulations on being a dad mm. yeah well you too we're in the same boat now yeah we're not, not too far off we're only a few <laughs> months apart so yeah yep. <laughs> you too thank you very much no yeah um because yeah you want to talk about that then yeah yeah well, I want, how I want that's to... impacted your yep. your hobby I, w I wanted to uh bring up like how now you know the the babies are growing but how are yeah. you that balance of uh you know work family time and model building mm. um yeah did it affect anything in the beginning or is it kind of oh, yeah. did you always have like somewhat of a, a of a window of opportunity to work on some stuff mm, early on not so much and i knew that was coming so i save photos again for instagram i keep going back to the instagram thing i keep like I like to have my page, you know, be continuous and keep growing and I don't want to sort of stop the train. So I had, you know, half a dozen builds that I'd sort of saved up all the progress photos of and I knew that the baby was was coming along soon and I thought like, oh, awesome, I'll be able to just, you know, take some time and focus on all the family stuff and all the things that come along with it while still being able to jump on Instagram here and there, post some pictures and catch up with people. So early on, yeah, nothing there was very little model time because there was very little time for anything, you know, you're awake, you know, most of the time there's no sleep and then eventually you're still trying to manage, you know, work and bills and all that sort of stuff as well. So it um, took a little while to sort of get back into things again and have a little time to sort of, oh, baby's asleep. I feel kind of rested. So, Hey, I'll go and start sanding this model or oh, the weather's nice. Let me duck outside and just spray a few coats on while the sun's out. And then it sort of kept going, you know, from there and it's now at a point where you know it's times family time and then eventually you know you put the baby down and they're off for a sleep and then you can have some time with the wife and you know catch up and then do a little bit of modeling time and then off to bed for yourself sort of thing so there's just yeah there's time time for everything now which is which is really nice because i presume it's the the same for you as well. How was it early on when your little one came along and your modeling and everything? Yeah, I mean, um, we, it was funny because I was so, uh, like when me and my girl got together and we, and we were living together, um, 
you know, our, our schedules, um, you know, she, she would go to sleep pretty early and I would stay up late, like super late, you know, just, mm. just working on stuff. And as soon as yeah. she would go to sleep, like we'd hang out, she'd go to sleep. That's it. I'm, I'm up. And I would just stay up till one, two in the morning, just working on stuff. And at that time, I feel like everything was progressing like super fast. And, and I just, <laughs> yep. I was like trying to do everything, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a video here, you know, keep podcasting every week. Like I had all this, yeah. you know, all these things going on. I almost felt like I had yep. like just a bunch of plates spinning, you know? Sure. And then, um, once, you know, when we found out, oh, we're going to have a baby, I was like, all right, cool. You know? And, and I told her, look, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, but I'm going to tone it down. Like as soon as mm. maybe we get into like four months into it mm. of the pregnancy, like I'm going to stop this, I'm going to stop this. And then, I mean, I don't know. I was like a bit paranoid of keeping like paint or anything like solvent in the house or glue yeah, or whatever. Sure. So all that stuff yes. was, was gone. And then that's when I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to stop right now. Like, I, you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to torture myself. Like, having something in the closet knowing like I want to do it, but I can't. So mm-hmm. I just kind of put everything away. And, um, I mean, once, once the baby came, you know, for sure, no sleep at all. Like if, <laughs> if anything, I, I feel like I, I was like thinking at that moment, man, is this going to be like forever? Like, is it all I'm going to feel like a zombie? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just like a weird like feeling, you know, because it's it's uh i wasn't working or anything at that time you know it was just baby time mm. but it was like oh yep. oh man like i was i couldn't even like you know it, it was hard to get sleep at that time but then yeah you know as time passes next you know the the sleeping patterns start to change and everything and mm-hmm. and now uh, as, as soon as like the baby started to become a bit independent you know, where I, I didn't really have to be holding her all the time and stuff. Mm. And she started to yeah. now sleep at an earlier time and just stay asleep the whole night. Yeah, um, it's nice that day. It was, it was <laughs> nice. I started getting my rest. And then finally, once I was well rested, I I almost felt um, like if I was going to work on something for myself, um, yeah. I almost felt like like a dad guilt, you know? Kind of like, mm. oh, what am I doing? You know, I, I should be like like hovered over her watching over her is she breathing you know (laughs) yeah like almost like the the dad hat doesn't come off you know and um yeah so then i would like clean the house and do random stuff and then later i was like what am i doing all this stuff the house is already clean i just need to like get back into myself again and um yeah eventually it changed like you know when more months passed i was like all right i have all this time now i need to get back into my like basically i didn't want to lose my identity you know i was like Mm -hmm. i'm a dad you know i take care of my kid i take care of my girl everything's cool you know i'm responsible as much as i can but i also i gotta get back into the things that i'm into you know yeah and and just having that that balance and then once once that kicked in a gear that was it i was like all right everything's cool like i I'm, i'm super happy you know um that's why like when this when this year started i was like i'm gonna start cranking out the podcast again every week yeah it you is know? weekly again so yep yeah because it's it stopped i mean during that time it stopped and i mean i had to i had to stop it because of course you know yeah. <laughs> i had to be there you know uh, on call for whatever anything exactly 
And um, and it's just a trip like um, that I'm happy and, I, and it's a trip that I got to experience all that leading up to now that I'm just like, yeah. like, what the heck? Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Yep. But, but you got through it. And then, of course, you know, you're running scalewriters.com at the same time. You're still packing orders. You're still buying stuff. You're still trying to, you know, run a business as well while you're doing it. So yeah it's another level of you know <laughs> and that's another thing too i feel um that a, a lot of my um like motivation or just that energy to not stop is is due to my baby you know yeah because um i still remember dude like holding her in my arms when she was really small like just like maybe a month or so and i was just thinking like I got to get another job. I need to do, I need to like basically have like two jobs. I need to figure this yep. out because, mm-hmm. you know, ba- babies and, and all this stuff's going to get expensive in the future. Yeah. And I'm not yep. going to be able to, money. I'm not going to be able to do it with one job. Like I just can't. And, yeah. and I enjoyed being with her all the time that I was just yep. thinking like, I need to do something that I'm able to be with her. You know, yeah, you don't need another job that takes you away even longer and you get even yeah. less time. Mm-hmm. So it it was just one of those things like once everything started going, I was like, all right, that's it. There's no there's no more stopping. It's just moving forward. Nah, you know, the trains left the station. You're away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But you dude. were you were selling stuff before baby came along. Right. You still I, were doing something on a smaller scale. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I did do um like a couple of it was accessories uh, like sanding paper and you know all the little materials and that sort of stuff initially wasn't it yeah yeah when i when it's well when i started it was more more of the material stuff for sure like yeah. the tools yeah. and the sanding stuff yeah and i think it was just like based on you know I, I was like looking every month how how sales were and how things were moving um you know what was taking up space uh what was moving quick and mm-hmm. You know, little by little, things started to evolve as far as uh, the products. And then people were asked, now requesting certain things that in the beginning, I was like, all right, I don't have access to that or I can't even get that. (laughs) But then as time progressed, I was like, oh, man, I I could get that now. Finally, yeah, um, it's coming together. And now I'm just I'm just planning I'm I'm still like I don't stop like every day I'm I'm like thinking planning and just like looking forward to uh like what's going to happen later this year you know yeah. yeah you'll be in a shop before you know it you'll be getting all your stock out of your house and your storage and you'll be in a brick and mortar store where people can walk in and say hi and check everything out for themselves I'm sure yeah, that that definitely would be dope. That's a that's for yeah. sure a goal right there. I don't want to say a yeah. dream. I don't want to say a dream because mm-hmm. I don't know. Some maybe it's cliche. I don't know because sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like if I say it's a dream, it's like it's just a dream and you don't reach it. Uh, but it's like okay. nah, nah, yeah. we going in. You know, goals are more obtainable. Yeah, yeah. the goals for sure. Yeah, um, is it? So is it is a goal though? It is something you want. You would like to have the store or you. You know, um, with more store comes more responsibility with your rents and your insurances mm-hmm. and all the other overheads. Yeah. That's something that you would want to handle. I, I think first I would probably do more of a warehouse setting, just a shipping yeah. uh, oh, okay, yep. setting, nothing, like no no walk-ins, none of that. Just just straight up yeah. packaging, getting things out. and uh, Sure. You know, and then based, you know, from there, uh, seeing how things are moving, um, you know, I, I think 
something, something with with uh, because I know most of those warehouses have like even like showrooms, like small little yep. showrooms and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a little foyer or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, maybe maybe that little space, but but yeah, there. I mean, definitely. Once you start doing that, you have to you know get some insurance and and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, it's the next step. So mm-hmm. yeah. It, it levels things up definitely, but yeah. it's inevitable if you keep growing. You can't keep all your stock sitting in the living room. Eventually, yeah, you know, nah. your family's not going to be happy with that. So you gotta mm-hmm. gotta look for the next the next stage. Yup, dude. I remember um, one time um, I received like a few boxes, and yeah. um, my girl wasn't here, you know. And it was like in the morning. UPS brought them by, and I was like, oh, dope. So I just like took everything out because i you know you have to inspect it look at it you gotta see it all it's, yeah. it's christmas day it is and then i was like oh, i'm gonna stack them all up you know and i was like yeah. man this is like the biggest like uh, order i've ever received and i just stacked everything yeah. up and i took photos i tried to take videos like whatever like really quick because i knew yeah. that my girl was gonna come back home and then <laughs> the baby was gonna be here and I and I was yeah. like, if I leave this here, she's they're gonna trip out, or the baby's gonna want to knock it down, you know? So sure is gonna want to pull all those boxes down. Yeah, so I I just did what I could, put everything away, and then it was yeah. like, all right, this this stuff's gonna have to be put away. And later, um, you know, as days went, I showed her photos, like, oh, check it out. And she's like, what the hell? Like, all that stuff? <laughs> like, it was just so funny, <laughs> uh, her reaction at that yeah. moment, but. But nah, they don't, I don't know, she's super supportive. Like, she don't trip. Yeah. I think at first, she was kind of like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, what? And I was like, don't trip. <laughs> Just let me let me do my thing, watch. And then um, now she sees it, like, oh, all right, I get it now, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but I'm enjoying it. And like you said, it's like Christmas, you know, every time you get in. It is. Like, like I see your videos, like, when you're opening the boxes yeah. and you're taking everything out, I'm like, dang. Yep. Yeah, well, it's the same thing for me. You know, I'm in the same boat as you. I've been, you know, retailing model kits for since I came back from Japan, sort of, you know, 10 years ago. I've been getting, you know, mates to go through the shops and get me all these unique kits and send them over to New Zealand and I sell them here. And then, as you say, you you know, you grow and you progress. And now I'm connected with the wholesalers in the country and I'm, you know, getting bigger and bigger orders in and that sort of stuff. And it's like, man, this box is huge and it's full of all this goodness. I just want to open it up and I pop it on Instagram and, you know, everyone else gets hyped for it as well. And then you get messages like, oh, man, have you still got that? I want to get that. Send it to me, you know. So it works in everybody's favor. I'm enjoying buying it, getting it in, opening it all up and looking at it all. And then I'm able to move it on to somebody else that's excited about it as well and they're gonna you know build it up nice and they're gonna you know send me the pictures and you know show everybody else and it just sort of snowballs from there yeah tell us uh plug us in like where where can people buy your products i'll go to my instagram page my kiwi cams hobbies and i've just got a link on there or if they see something that's on my page just literally send me a message because my site's for a new zealand only sort of store but most of my business seems to be America lately. I don't know what it is about you guys, but Tamiya <laughs> products obviously aren't available there or you guys aren't getting the sort of stuff that we get here. I don't know what it is, but all my Skylines, I got a box of 32 Skylines the other day, the Tamiya ones, and 
you know, half of them were gone within the first couple of days, and most of those orders were off in America somewhere. So, <laughs> that's cool. is 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 Tamiya a brand that's you know common in America? Like, I know you've got all the Ravels and the AMTs, and mm-hmm. I see all the Awashima stuff through you, but is Tamiya present in the country? Yeah, it's it's so weird because like Tamiya has they have an office based here in California. And it's, like, mm. not even that far. I'm probably, like, two hours away from it. And yeah. I've I've contacted them, you know, just to, to hit them up direct, to get their product yeah. direct. And it's, like, it's, like, impossible to get through with them. And I'm, like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Like, do I have to start mailing you guys letters? You know, it's just, it's just hard, right? So I'm, like, all right, whatever. My distributor carries their stuff. So I just get it from, from them. So this way I don't have to. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I want it now. You know, if you guys got it, cool. But um, Mm. when I go to hobby stores, um, some of them carry it. But when you do see it, it's very small. It's maybe like, Mm. they'll maybe have like five kits, maybe four kits. And maybe, oh, wow. Very small I'm, then, yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe because of the price points. Um, sometimes... Oh, okay. You know, you go into a store and, and like, um, a kit will be, like, $60, $80, depending, depending yes. the, you know, which one. And, I mean, I don't know. For most people, they're going to just go for a cheaper kit, AMT or Revell. Mm-hmm. Because of the, the well, price Well, they'd point. be half the price of that, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah, like, it'll be like, oh, maybe I'll get two or three kits um out of spending that amount you know yeah um and if anything i feel like if somebody wants to get those kits they probably just buy them online um yeah and not and not at the store because most stores i go to they'll have them there's even some stores they won't really stock them heavy like you won't see like three or five copies of the same car it's yeah. uh, it's maybe just one copy that they have on the shelf. Just one of each. But there's yeah. But there's also not that big of a selection like on there. So yeah, the catalog is quite small that they yeah, carry. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very small. I would say the the Aoshima catalog is probably bigger. Like you you'll see more yeah. of that. Sure. I, I never. I I'm trying to think right now. I never see Fujimi or. Hasegawa, I probably see Hasegawa more, but I don't really yeah. see Fujimi. Yeah, at yeah they all. seem to be making a push more. Yeah, I've I've been seeing their I follow them the Fujimi page on uh, Twitter, and mm. they're constantly like posting more uh, like photos of uh, new products yeah. that they're coming out with, and it's cool. It's interesting to see. Um, and I mean, I look at Aoshima's um, like the way they're promoting and and coming out with with kids yeah. on schedule. It seems it seems like a lot of stuff's coming out and it's coming out on time. But I feel like for us here in the U S it's more the delays that were happening in the ships. And even I hear there's still happening some delays. Oh yeah. It's still happening. Mm -hmm. So those are the the same in New Zealand as well. That's the only thing that sucks. You know, like when you do like a pre-order and um, they tell you like, all right, it's going to come out in like May, but then, Mm -hmm. It delays, and then it's almost like you don't know when it's going to arrive then. Like, will it be June, yep, July? No, we're, the, we're the same here as well. Yep, no, it's the same. I waited maybe six months from for my last order with all those Skylines, all those Tamiya R32s was, you know, that was six months delayed when it should have arrived sort of thing just because of the the world and the state of it at the moment. So, yeah, things, mm-hmm. are, things are taking a bit longer, and you can't really 
rely on that sort of stuff because there's all sorts going on. So eventually they get here and then eventually, you know, they're in your hands. But yeah, things are definitely taken taken a bit longer than they used to. Yeah, it, it's a trip how, um, you know, you receive the kits, they stay with you for a bit and then, and then you ship them out, you know, like you're shipping them in yeah. different regions. And um, do you yeah. ever do you ever have to ship from like somebody buys one from like Japan and you're like, wait a minute, this is going back? <laughs> no, I have not had that happen actually. Not Japan. I've had. Um, I'm just trying to think. No, it's it's mostly. I've done a. There's been a couple go to Indonesia, but most of my stuff seems to go to America. And you know, I'm now learning about all the different you know states and towns in America through that because it's. Like, man, I don't know, what's this? What is this word? Where is this place? And then I pop it into Google Maps and I see it and I zoom out. And I'm like, oh, that's over there. And, you know, I'm getting pretty good with my maybe geography of America now just because I'm shipping stuff there and, and seeing where everybody is. So, I mean, stuff goes to California. I don't know much about California. I understand it's a huge place, so it's understandable. There's a lot of people there, but it's, um, yeah, it's just people seem to seem to want to buy it. There's obviously a gap in the market over there. No, there so, is. Yeah, a lot of. Especially, yeah, no, yeah, especially like those sought after kits, like people want. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I think uh, people just have they have the money or they have the space to to store all this stuff. You know, all these kits. Yeah. That's like once in a while you'll see on Instagram people posting uh, their stash, and they'll just have like mm. all these kits like stacked up, and you go, dang. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy, but they... That, that get, makes me a bit anxious seeing that. It's, it's a bit overwhelmed seeing that all sitting in, in the closet or in your house, and I feel like, yeah, I'd have nightmares about that. It'd just be a bit too much for me. <laughs> no, yeah, for real. And um, uh, how far is... uh Like, if you took a plane from where you're at to Japan, uh, how far of a flight is that? From the... From... Auckland is our big city here, and this is where all the international flights go. So that's about a three-hour drive from my house. Okay. So by the time I'm at the airport, um, you're on the plane for about 12, 13 hours, depending. So it's not too bad. I mean, I, you know, we've got all my wife and I. My wife was, you know, living in Japan for 10 years, so she's got all her close friends and, you know, all of that there, and all my mates that I met while I was there. So you know, we go back pre-COVID times quite regularly to see everybody and the flight's not too bad just sort of you know 12 13 hours is by the time you're up and you watch a couple movies and have some food and asleep you're already there and then you're sort of away so it's not not too bad but how about from you when you flew over how long did it take you yeah you know I think it was about the same maybe like 14 yeah 14 hours I'm thinking um but Mm. yeah I, I remember the yeah and the plane it was super chill though, like uh, you know, like you said, he watched some movies, and um, I just remember it being like like pretty roomy, like you could get up and walk, you know, stretch mm. or whatever, and then just kind of just yeah. sit back. But I don't know if anything, I I would say that the excitement is what defeats like yeah. being like, oh, it's a long flight, you know, you're just yeah. excited. You, you are, know? yeah. yeah. Because you already have an expectation of what it's going to be, but then you get there as well, and you're just buzzing for the whole trip, you know? Because mm-hmm. you were there for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, we were there. Uh, I would say like maybe a week and a half. Yeah, close, close to two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, yeah. Have Have you uh, planned, or you know, to go back in the future and bring your baby out there? 
Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, once once everything's open and safer to travel, we'll be getting back mm-hmm. there for sure. And you know, I've got all my friends over there that have also you know got kids and that sort of stuff as well. And you know, we all want to get together again because you know that was my wife's life for a very long time and mine for a while as well. So we're looking forward to getting back and seeing all our friends and catching up with everybody and you know showing off our baby and they're going to show off their kids and. It's gonna be gonna be nice once once things get back up and running again. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I keep telling my girl is like, watch one of these days we're gonna to go to Japan. Us, You'll get there again. Uh, yeah, us three, we're gonna go. We're gonna geek yeah. out. We're gonna geek out on yeah. stuff. For sure. Because you just went with the boys last time. Didn't yeah, you You'd, yeah. wouldn't be able to take your partner. Yeah, I think it's some so more. She'll be in for a treat. Mm-hmm. It'll be more of a uh, like a family trip. You know. Um, yeah. Do a bit more sightseeing and. I, I, I've seen, um, like, every year out in Japan, there's, like, this huge show. I don't know if it's in the beginning of the year, but it seems mm-hmm. like it's, a, like, a trade show or where all the uh, modeler companies come in. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Have you ever – did you ever attend that event? No, I, have, I haven't attended, but next time I'm there, um, Awashima, once again, there um, – got a good relationship with them as one of my sponsors through my page as well and they've invited me over next time i'm there to come and check things out and attend the show and see what's up with that as well which will be nice so that'll be something that i never did you know previous trips but it's something that i'm aware of now and i'll Mm -hmm. be looking forward to going and checking things out and seeing what you know it's like at an actual event as well in a trade show yeah because i've i've always i remember seeing um a little bit of coverage of that on the uh those uh hobby japan magazines oh yes yes and i was i would always uh be like man i that those shows they look like they must be awesome to go yeah i've never gone but i was like man i wish one one of these days in the future i can check one of those out yep that'll be another goal for you not a dream Mm-hmm. yep yep, yep. you'll get there as well <laughs> yep that's one right there for sure gotta no. gotta put that one up Man, it's add cool. it to the list so you <laughs> no yeah for real i would have to um is there anybody you want to shout out cam before we wrap this episode up no not necessarily everyone that's listening i hope they at least enjoy it and learned a little bit more i mean you know it's more just a rundown of what i've been up to and who i am and a lot of people don't know that because i exist as a logo and a name online I don't really post my face or speak or show anything necessarily personal. So people don't know who I am or what I'm like. So hopefully this little snippet at least has given them a bit of insight into where I come from and what I've done. And, you know, all our friends will, you know, let me know if I've done a good job or not on the show. So I appreciate everyone's support anyway. And especially for you, for what you do with the community and, you know, what you have been doing for a while now, it's understandable that you're growing. It's understandable that, you know, you are one of the now retailers that are taking off because you existed in the community without trying to push your product on people. You just wanted to do good. You know, you started the podcast, you started sharing people's posts, people's builds and showing it off, which not a lot of people were doing before that because everybody was so focused on themselves. So it's been sort of, natural progression for you to be start you know selling and growing and you've built this brand and everyone's willing to support you because they know who you are they listen to you weekly and you know you're getting involved and sharing everybody's stuff so 
it's good to just have this outlet and have this avenue where you have people on that are just a logo or just a name online and people don't know. And, you know, that way you can delve a little bit deeper and talk to us and share our stories. And, you know, it's now been weekly again and it's been good listening and catching up and hearing what everyone's been up to and just getting everyone's perspective and views on, you know, the industry and the hobby and what's happening. So well done for you. And I hope you keep it up as well and keep moving forward and keep growing and it won't be the last time we speak i'm sure we'll be back again and catching up in the future and you'll be telling me about oh man i'm just taking out a lease on this building and i'm about to move all my stock and it's going to be a huge move but i feel good about it and then you know you'll go another few years down the track and you'll be laughing at that and thinking man my warehouse is too small i just got to get into this i got to you know move into another place so who knows what's going to happen with everybody and everybody's pages but everyone's growing and as long as everybody stays nice and enjoys and we continue on and just have fun with it because like i mentioned before they're just pieces of plastic it's a plastic model it's all just for fun it's nothing serious so we all just need to chill out this is our unwinding time this is the place that we go to when we want to get away from the actual problems and trouble in the world so it's good that the community is polite and nice and supportive and you know, that's all the people that we really need to shout out is just everyone that follows us and everybody that talks with us and everybody's just nice and it's just a good environment, which I think is rare to find. So, you know, everybody's just doing well and everyone's just enjoying. So it's just a nice place to be at the end of the day. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for those kind words, dude. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, a journey for sure, but, um, but you know, we'll uh, we have to work hard to get to where we want to be, you know. And oh, we do, yep. Yeah, and um, I mean, it it feels good being able to uh, provide a service and information and and you know items that people are looking for for sure. Yeah. Um, that, that that's always a a plus right there when when I see people happy. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, people approach you and people ask or people see what you, you know, you, I presume, you know, most of the stuff that you sell, you've used or you've at least read the back of the packaging. So you're able to answer questions and, you know, you use a lot of the stuff on your page as well. So people see it and, you know, they think, oh, man, that's a good tool for that job. Or, man, look at the sanding sticks. Those ones seem to work a lot better than what I'm working with. So they sort of hit you up and they say, oh, I need that. I'm going to buy that. And you can talk to them about it. You can give your advice and if you don't know, then there's a huge, huge pool of people that follow you that can help answer the question anyway. So, yeah. you know, everyone's looking out for each other. Yeah, that's dope. That's really cool. But no, it's been fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, man. It was yeah, a pleasure sure talking we'll, to you. We'll do it again soon. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, we will definitely, man. It was so cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I hope you, uh, everyone listening, enjoyed this episode. This is episode number 154 with Kiwi Cam Hobbies all the way from New Zealand. Um, I hope you have a, a good rest of your evening. And, uh, man, you're in the future right now. I'm, I'm catching up. I'm in the future. Catching up to you. Where are you? You're Tuesday at the moment, aren't you? Tuesday night? Yeah. Is that where you are? Yep, yep. Yeah, so we're Wednesday, Wednesday <laughs> evening now. So what are we? 7.30, so it's about dinner time. And then for me, I can go and just, yeah, pop a podcast on and maybe do a little <laughs> bit of building and post some more pictures on Instagram. There you go. Awesome. We'll enjoy that. And um, keep us posted. <laughs> yeah, you too. Hey. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch. So take care. Thank you, Cam. Uh, always. You too, Edgar. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, mate.
Now you're welcome. Bye.